Hey everybody, and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking about rural health with Mark Holmes and George Pink, the Director and Deputy Director of the North Carolina Rural Health Research Center. As part of the UNC Shep Center for Health Services Research, the North Carolina Rural Health Research Center is focusing on these big issues that impact rural health care. And one of the biggest issues going on right now is the closure of all these hospitals in these communities. What's going on with these hospitals and what's the big role that they play in their communities? Rural hospitals face many challenges of long-standing uh, issue. For example, in the South in particular, uh, rural hospitals have uh, had more financial problems than most rural hospitals in the rest of the United States. So this rural health is particularly important in the South because of those kinds of financial realities. Uh, also, we, uh, the, a more recent phenomenon is the number of rural hospitals that are closing in various communities around the country. About two-thirds of all the rural hospital closures that have happened in the past six years have happened in the South, and there have been 82 closures. Those closures have uh, sort of three important consequences. The residents lose access to inpatient care. Secondly, there may be a halo effect where other providers in the community decide to, to leave as well. And thirdly, there's the employment loss because hospitals are typically the largest employer in a town. So I think the way to think about why rural hospitals are important for the community is we think of metropolitan areas, draw a sense of their identity from their professional sports team. To a large extent, rural communities are in the same way. And the hospital fills a number of functions, and not only primarily most visibly access to emergent care, labor and delivery. And we may say, well, it's okay if I have to drive an hour to go get my teeth cleaned or to go get my annual checkup. When you have a broken arm or you're in active labor or you've had a stroke, we know that every minute can be really important for outcomes there and so that immediate access to care can be really important. But as George also mentioned, the employment effects are also important too. And if you think about you're offering, you want to locate a new manufacturing facility, for example, and you have two communities that look very similar, you're going to choose the one with the hospital because it will offer the care that you and your employees are looking for. What are the challenges or the problems that are causing these hospitals to have to close down? So rural hospitals are facing a multitude of challenges, particularly at this point in time. We can start from everything from the local community. And for example, they're older. Generally, they are usually lower income. They may be more likely to be uninsured or be reliant on public insurance, which means there's less revenue coming from them from the hospital standpoint. We can also look at sort of market structure and trends in the industry. Technology has, has meant that we move away from inpatient care. The inpatient portion of the hospital has become less important. I mean, people are more mobile and can, can choose other places. Consolidation of hospital systems and the mergers and acquisitions that have been developing in, in small hospitals are more likely to be part of a larger system. We also have policy changes in the sense of the Affordable Care Act and Medicaid expansion and new models of payment have all led to a trend to make the rural hospital less financially sustainable. Yes, many of the trends that Mark just described often induce a financial crisis, and the financial crisis is most frequently the reason why a hospital closes. 
It has too many uninsured patients. It's got a lot of bad debt, too much charity care. It's having trouble meeting its payroll expenses. There could be uh, capital improvements that have not been made and water coming through the roof of the building and patients going elsewhere because of it. And just uh, as well as probably the most important thing, typically these hospitals that have closed have been losing money for many, many years. This is not a uh, one-month or one-year or even a two-year phenomenon. Typically, they've been losing money for many, many years, and the culmination of that continuing unprofitability is closure. Are more of these hospitals closing now than they have in the past, or has this been a steady increase over the past couple decades? The closure rate really ramped up around 2008, 2009 at the period of the Great Recession. I think we're sort of of the mind that, as George mentioned, these have been long-running, unprofitable hospitals, and the additional stress brought about by the Great Recession led to an increase in the number of closures. That's been continually ramping up up until about this year is when the rate seems to have at least slowed, if not uh, abated. And so it's been the last five years in particular that we've seen uh, the highest closure rate. Earlier on, George mentioned how the southern states are being impacted more by these closures than any other part of the country. So why is that? Why are more of these hospitals closing in the southern states? Many people are of the opinion that Medicaid expansion has been an important factor in the survival of rural hospitals. Uh, Particularly in the south where most states have not expanded Medicaid, People believe that if they uh, hospitals had the access to greater levels of insurance, that they would not face the same level of financial pressures. However, there is mixed opinion about that. There are some states where they believe, because it's true that they have more insured patients, but they also have high deductible plans. And a lot of CEOs will tell you it's been a wash. Yes, we have more insured patients, but we also have more bad debt. So it's not a universally held, there's no unanimity of opinion about Medicaid expansion, but it's commonly mentioned as one reason for the South, having hospitals that are not doing as well. As these hospitals continue to close, that's going to leave more and more communities without the medical help that they need. So what are some of the solutions here? What are some of the ways that we can help these rural hospitals stay in business? That's a very complicated question and problem. Uh, There are uh, several proposals out there for uh, a new way of providing rural health care in communities where the hospitals have closed. There are two bills. There is one in the Senate sponsored by Senator Grassley, and there's one in the House sponsored by Representative Graves. They're in committee, I believe. The Medicare Payment Advisory Commission has proposed two models as well as uh, the Center uh, for uh, Medicare Medicaid Innovation has some uh, uh, trial models that they are exploring, and various state associations as well, particularly Kansas, have developed new models of rural health care that might be a solution to these problems on a long-term basis. I think when we think about what a community does after closure, it all depends on the characteristics of the community. What, what a valley in a northern community in the Rockies may need in terms of being isolated for months at a time may look very differently from a community that's in southern Alabama and is 12 miles from a university center. We've worked in the past with a variety of students to look at very specific case examples and developing what the cost might look for this kind of 
provider or, or looking at this kind of structure. And that's been really rewarding to work with students on a, on a, on a team and one-on-one basis to get them that type of experience they need uh, in order to, be, um, to, to put them in a great position post-graduation and the experience of, of working to solve real-world problems. There's a lot of public policy interest in rural uh, America and a lot of focus on a variety of different aspects, starting everywhere from the economic prospects that rural communities face across the country, looking at the opioid crisis, mental health services, and the shortage in mental health providers that many of these communities face. It's important to grapple and address how all these elements fit together. And we know that if the hospital is a large employer, that's going to have direct economic development aspects. If the hospital is necessary to get that plant in there, that's going to be important from an economic standpoint. Seeing the career ladder and what that means from an educational standpoint, you know, we all recognize that the economic aspects, the educational, the health, all these parts of, of the community fit together. And figuring out how to keep our rural hospitals and healthcare systems thriving is an important element to keeping our rural communities thriving. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Android apps.